How are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing great, man. I it's <laughs> it's uh, been real stormy here, so oh. it's uh, and I went into work on a Sunday, and uh, oh. just what a way to begin your Sunday and then go yeah. back to work on Monday. So that's why I want to do games. Congratulations. Hey, well, thanks. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess I'm really interested in talking to you because. Um, you sort of showed me a little bit, a little demo of this in the past. I just think like the, the no code stuff is really cool. Um, I actually hadn't even heard of anyone who had done no code stuff for gaming. And so that was like, well, I didn't even think I'd heard that like there are game programs that have no code, but I was just like, well, right. Like visual. Yeah. 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 I'd only heard about it for doing like software, like doing websites and shit. So, uh, I was like pretty surprised and that you could do. Like, I knew, like, MIT Scratch had their little drag-and-drop, like, stuff, but I didn't know right. there was actually, like, something you could productionize and, like, bring into the... Itself. Yeah. It, That's pretty cool. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, when I first started with it, uh, I knew nothing about game dev at all. Like, absolutely. At you, I didn't know the difference between Scratch or Unity. I really didn't. And that's probably, like, four years ago. I, I mm-hmm. just... Uh, and when I looked at it, um, and I was seeking uh, a, a solution to get uh, an app that I tried to have made um, corrected and you know fixed, and I knew nothing about apps, I'm like, I need to find a way. <laughs> and uh, so I looked at like, I was like, can you do it without code? I saw these things for apps to do no code, and I uh, didn't understand any of them, didn't understand their capabilities, and uh, I ended up somehow or another on BuildBox, which they were pushing BuildBox at the time. It was BuildBox 2, which was a 2D game engine, um, I guess similar to uh, Game Maker uh, mm-hmm. or one of those uh, as far as uh, style. It, it, was just, it, was, it was really geared for making hyper-casual games. You know, the, it, I mean, it, it, that's really all they wanted to do. It seemed like it. And they were buy, getting people to buy into the dream of, start your own you know, game company, make a hyper-casual game, and you'll be a success. And they had a, um, around that time, I guess, somebody that was using BuildBox made a uh, game, Color Switch, which was a really successful hyper-casual game. And uh, after that happened, and they, were, you know, they used Color Switch, BuildBox just went on a rampage to advertise and, and market I ended up buying into it, uh, watching the videos. And like, I was like, I still can't tell you because they had so many videos that were old. It was 2D, 3D. Well, just so happened when I bought into it, they were moving to BuildBox 3 or BuildBox 3D. So it was going from the 2D element to 3D. And if you bought into BuildBox 2 um, and I paid whatever price for like, a, I actually ended up getting a lifelong subscription or whatever oh. it is. Um, and I bought it in just at the right time. I thought I got ripped off for a while because I was so I was stuck forever. But uh, you basically got uh, access to BuildBox three, and I've never used BuildBox two or BuildBox two D or now they call it BuildBox Classic. A lot of people are really into it. They think it's if you ever look into that, there there's a lot of people that won't even touch BuildBox three D. Or BuildBox three. As far as the, the the diehard users, a lot of them never moved over to the three D, and that's all I knew. So uh, that's what I learned on. So the, it was definitely the a new process. one doesn't have uh, 
doesn't have 2D anymore, or you, they use it 3D does have 2D. To do 2D. It, it was actually funny because when it first happened, they were like, "You could do." Like, I, I was kind of like making 2D games, but I was just doing like an ortho view, and I just you know it was still a 3D game. But now they have uh, views in the in the in the editor where you can switch to a 2D to a 3D. Um, but the Buildbox Classic, it operates a little bit different. There, I know there's some like nodes and ob- uh, things that software that I don't totally understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never. It's not like apples to apples. It's a little bit different, but still, it's very similar. Um, but yeah, 3D uh, Buildbox Three now it covers. You can do 2D and 3D, but there's a lot of purists that don't like using it for the 2D. Mm-hmm. But I. I I think it's pretty cool. I, I, but I honestly, every game I ever make that I'm, uh, it's going to be like 2D or it should be 2D. I always end up making it like two and a half D or 3D because I'm building in right. a 3D environment. Right, right. Yeah, um, I remember you had that demo with the the wheel, just like crushing into stack blocks. Uh, oh yeah, right? yeah. The spinning wheel, and like that probably could have been a 2D was... game, but it looks so much better as 3D game. It was weird. Yeah, it, it's. Uh... I have a real, the, the weirdest thing, and I noticed it the other day, is like, uh, I always have uh, tires in my games. Oh. And like, that was, that was like, it was like a rogue, t- I always think it's the funniest thing in the world to see a rogue tire. Just like, you know, where it's just flying down the road on like ridiculousness and just blasts somebody's car, just came from off the highway or whatever. I love yeah. rogue video, uh, like rogue tire videos. I had one come at me one time, so I'm always like wanting to make Whoa. a game about just pissed off tire, just bouncing down, blowing things up, and that's what you saw. Okay. Um. Interesting. So, um, so you got you got with uh, you got stuck with the like the three version or stuck or you just like yeah, I, I really did. I got stuck there. into it. Yeah, and it was totally um, uh, it was totally new, and there was no manual for like a year, or even wow. longer than that. I don't even know how I figured it out. Let's go ahead. I got so what the, um, so was the first thing you worked on the um, Constella game? No, um, that came like the first thing I did was Glizzy Run. Uh, oh, okay, I didn't realize was it was that there. a notification. Okay. Did you just hear that? I didn't. Oh, good. That would be so uh, unprofessional. Um, but <laughs> basically, uh, Glizzy Run was like I, I got it, and I actually went from zero to like a hundred, like learning how to do things and trying to make this 3D hyper casual game. And I made, uh, it was called Glizzy Run. I'm not like the most thrilled about it. it it's it's on, you know, no. it, it gets, it actually got a lot of downloads, a lot more than I thought it would have after I stopped looking at it. And uh, I was just like, I'll keep it up there. If anybody wants to try out my games, they can go for it. I wasn't going to try to make any like big bucks off of it. But uh, I made Glizzy Run, which is basically just a single tap. It's a hot dog. And you're just slamming him into the ground. He's going from pad to pad and going through. As one does. A, yeah, exactly. You just <laughs> a wiener down the, the old the old canyon, and uh, it, it was kind of. I had a different idea for it, and I was like, "Oh man, it was almost going to be like a hot dog." I know it sounds stupid, but like freestyling, like skateboarding, just not skateboarding, but you're just. It was the original prototype was cool. It was just a hot dog and it was sliding down rails. Mm. It was jumping, doing flips, collecting coins. And then, uh, uh, we ended up, um, one second. Uh, sorry, my daughter came in there. Hey, uh, but yeah, you're just flipping, collecting coins, doing all these different things. And then, uh, the publishers were talking to me and they said, 
all these colors aren't right and this isn't right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't even, I, I was, I thought it was cool. The publishers were looking at it, but, uh, after like they saw the prototype, um, they wanted me to like make this, uh, hyper casual game. And I mm. really, I'm not a evil scientist enough or evil psych- psychiatrist. How about that? To come up with the stuff that they do for uh, hyper casual to oh, draw okay, people okay. in. I was just being weird and making a game. And then, uh, but as it went, it, it kind of didn't turn into everything I wanted. I always feel like I'll revisit the idea and I'll not. But then while I was waiting for that to publish, that's when I made that Constella prototype. Oh, I see, I see. So, Wait, so how did these publishers find you? They just found the game on the App Store? Or yeah, you... well, uh, there was um, a couple of them reached out to me just seeing stuff I made on Twitter. And, mm, okay. uh, wow. so like, uh, and also build box was kind of, uh, kind of they, at, at the beginning, well, at the beginning of when I started messing with build box, which was probably about 2018, um, or so. And, uh, some of the right off the bat, some of the, these publishers that were looking for some hyper casual game developers were kind of like circling around build box and their communities and reaching out to people. Uh, Quali was one of the publishers, uh, and they were assisting, uh, with everybody to, uh, kind of like giving them advice, how to create a, you know, a good prototype, really just wanting those submissions, just like anybody would. So, um, I, I ended up getting, there was a couple of lion was one of them. Um, a couple, mm. of, there was a couple, and, and, and there was a couple I tested with. Uh, we just couldn't get the, I guess, cost per install down to where it needed to be. Are you familiar with how they do that? No, no, tell me about um, that. <laughs> so basically, I mean, when you are pitching to a publisher, so when you have a game, you have your prototype, you know, just get together 10 levels. However, you reach reach out to the publisher. With mobile hyper-casual, this is how it is. Uh, or I will even say casual. But honestly, they usually turn me down if I have anything casual, like it's something like cut the rope or something like that. It's probably too much for them because they want the wham, bam, let's change skins and whatever and get you to watch your 50 ads and then you go on to the next game. But uh, with this, so they'll basically say, hey, we'll take your game. Uh, we will, uh, they, and they do advertisement with it uh, or they'll they'll market it. So they'll, like, they'll tell me to put in like a F, uh, Facebook SDK in my build and they will keep track of it and through Facebook ads or however. So as they're pitching this to people and advertising it, um, it's basically they're seeing what their return on dollars is going to be. So they I will they, they do a small investment. I think when, I, when I've done one, I think they said they do like a $500 investment to pitch the game. And then they're going to see how many clicks they get or how many installs they get. And I remember at the time, I think the cost per install, they wanted it to be like 30 cents or 36. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, there is a number and I'm, I might be way off, but I think some of mine were like hitting like uh, 40 or maybe like 60 cents on one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of them was 50, but it was, it was honestly, it was on, it, they want to see that, that smash hit that like kids just want to like yeah. click on. So it, to get there is really hard. I, I really don't know. I don't know of anybody yet that I know in my personal uh, space. I mean, there are some guys that have gotten published and things like that, but uh, nothing where they've gotten like any kind of not viral success. I mean, 
it doesn't have to be viral to, to make a lot of money. I mean, there are some guys I know that are publishing on their own and they're, they're doing twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month on revenue from, yeah. uh, I, I'm guessing from doing ads in their games, but they also have a broad net of a lot of games out there and they just keep pumping them out, pumping them out, which leads me to where I really don't want to be in the game dev space is uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I want to, I, I like <laughs> some hyper casual games, but uh, when I started doing game dev, this is what I started. Um, that's wow. what I was exposed to first. It was like, Hey, download Vidbox yeah. and make yourself a hit game, like uh, <laughs> color switch. I'm like, okay. You know, and I, I really like, um, I really like hyper. Well, I like casual games. You know, like if you really ask me what my style was, I'm going to say like, I, I love like on mobile. I love playing like cut the rope and and just simple mm. like haptic destruction games. I could play those all day. You know, a you know, floating uh, chisel going through just slicing off wood. Some of those ASMR games, I do dig them and everything. But I really yeah. can't get into making that as like you know my my uh, my pride and joy. I, you know, if you ask me what my dream game was, I don't think it would be like a hyper casual game. But I enjoy it. But uh, it's hard to enjoy, like, what they want from you when you try to publish and then, uh, and like, think that you're going to be super fulfilled making a game about Kanye West or, or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm saying, like, whatever the <laughs> yeah, latest yeah, yeah. trend is. Whatever is hot, yeah. And, and I, I like trends and stuff like that, but, like, uh, yeah, I, it just doesn't – I don't want to make 100 games a year and all be about whatever the latest fad or, or meme is. Right. You'd rather make 200 each year. Yeah, so, um, there you go. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a question. Um, the cost per install. So I know like in the, I think like the startup space or whatever, like tech startup space, they'll be like, I think they have some metric like cost per acquisition or something, or maybe it's just like general right. business metric. Um, but I know for those, a lot of those are like social network kind of things where like people will log on and then spend time. Like, like it's kind of like a network effect. People will like log on and then their friends are on there and they like, stay in the platform and see the ads and there's sort of like right. the lifetime of a user it could be like years, right? Like Facebook people, some people just never left Facebook since they joined and continue right. to use it. But games, like I would guess like most games, especially hyper casual games don't have like a multi-year lifetime. I don't, I don't, wrong? I don't like, believe they do. I, I mean, okay. I, there are some games that I'll go back. Like that would be considered a hyper casual game. Um, like, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I can't even get back. Like Helix Jump, you know, it's by Voodoo, and, and you know, it's just yeah, yeah. ball bouncing. You've play, I don't know if you've seen that or played that. I, I mean, I don't know how no. evergreen that is. It's almost like when you see it. I mean, it's endless. I don't even know if they keep updating those games or anything like that. But it's fun, and when you see, it's yeah. it's more like hyper casual as you get in love with a new mechanic. It's either yeah. they're in love with right, the mechanic right, right. or they're in love with the theme. And I, I, I the mechanic games are cool. Um, like uh, bacon. Have you ever played bacon? No. It's just I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a very good hyper casual gamer. Exactly. <laughs> I, and probably even before I started, well, probably around when I first started doing games, I saw bacon. I was like, man, I'd like to make bacon. You know, it's like all it is is basically a uh, a profile view of uh, a somebody holding a skillet. I mean, all you see is the skillet, and, it, and it, uh-huh. when you press the screen, it the skillet goes up and down, and uh, a piece of bacon falls onto it. And, oh, I, I think I put this. And you here. flip it, and you got to flip it onto things like the Mona Lisa, or into a right, toilet, right. or into a glass. 
honestly, I could. That's that's chill for me, and I could play that forever. But like you know, other games uh, in the hyper casual. So I, but that really, I think that I would say that's almost like more of an indie style, and that's for really what I'm going for. I'm going for these indie style casual games. Uh, mm. I think I'm going to continue going down that road rather than trying to seek out what what publishers are wanting. And uh, mm. sometimes I shoot myself in the foot because the publishers they know some stuff. I mean, they, they, I think they have like a hundred teenagers hooked up to machines in the back room <laughs> and they're just shocking them and giving them all like dopamine and showing nice. them, showing them colors. And I, because they'll come to me with palettes. Like these are the colors. These are colors that, you know, make kids yeah. want to spend money. These are, ob- these are the, you know, uh, lighting situations. It's like, they give me all these specs and I'm like, man, like, but when you're all done, it looks like everybody else's game. And uh, mm-hmm. there are there are some things in there that I really should apply myself to. Like I'm bad with color, and when I have a game, it's, mm. it'll be all dark, and and I'll have you know like weird effects because I just like to, I'm I, I like trippy stuff. Like I'm I'm, I'm poor, probably more like uh, I like the you know Tim Burtony stuff, or even just throw in like the whole idea of Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Mm. You know, I, I love all that kind of just bizarre. Not even bizarre, just coming up with new ideas or new mechanics, uh, coming up with something that is like just trippy. And and like, I want somebody to say, man, this is freaking trippy. I don't even care if they play it for, you know, a week and put it away. I mean, I I want them just, it's like a, it's like music, you know, you write the music Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you go around and say, hey, you want to listen to my song? You want to listen to my song? And what they're really doing is listening to what you're about or, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's yeah, basically yeah. I'm giving them my song, and then how long are they going to listen to my song? And then uh, the fact of you know when I have somebody going, man, I played Beans, and uh, you know I, I played all the way up to level 170. I'm like, dude, that's like wow. that's like me saying, hey, uh, here's my CD or whatever, and then saying, right, I, listen, right. I listened to I it 15 times yeah. exactly, and I'm like, wow, it's yeah. like, and and like. They're looking at me like, oh, this one level. And I'm thinking, like, I can barely remember that. And they're talking about it. And <laughs> so it's cool. It's like, but then wow. there's other people. I'll say, hey, can you uh, check this out? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, as soon as they think the game's over there, okay, here you go. And they give it back. You know, they're, I'm like, that person's just not into it. And yeah. uh, so that's uh, that's kind of what I, I get. In. I just want somebody to kind of like poke into my head and I, I see if we connect. And then if you really enjoy it, then you can come back for more and we can connect some yeah. more and I can throw out some things that seem familiar to your weird brain and we can be <laughs> friends. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I think you're striking this thing I've also sort of found over the years. Like there's sort of like just in general starting a business or making anything. It's like if you use your own taste as like to navigate the space or like to decide what you want to make, then like you just kind of have, you just kind of know intrinsically whether it's good or not because it's right. like you're you're using your own taste. Whereas if you're trying to make a product for somebody else or a game for somebody else, you don't really know Then, Like you have to sort of like do research and guess and have, right. then you spend more time like asking people for their opinions. But if you're just like making it for something that you like, you're like, Oh, I really like this aspect. Like if you like trippy graphics and like whatever weird mechanics, uh, then like you'll find people who like trippy graphics and weird mechanics, just like, um, there's just like a coordination point where you just like, I don't know. Like you just find no, people like that. Too. I get, I, I, there's a lot of people I, I can't ever have people play like one of the, the cool things about build boxes, you know, as soon as I'm done with, uh, like I, I can just take my file and 
as soon as I think, hey, I'm ready to try this out on the phone, I just hit a button and it's literally on my phone in like 10 seconds. And then right. I can hand it to somebody and you know right, try right, all right. the haptics and everything. But um, yeah. it's it's uh, I equate it to like uh, like when I did I did stand up comedy for a little bit and um, mm. I would sit there and write a joke and the the joke was good, but it's kind of like going up to somebody say, hey, okay, so I'm thinking about doing a joke that's like this, this, and then I say this. Now that from a comedian's perspective if if somebody's a hardcore comedian might say oh but you could say this or oh that's mm-hmm. a great premise oh you know and then but the thing is when showing somebody a prototype or having them test something or play test it's like hey not totally done and all they're thinking is i just want to see a game and then like mm-hmm. uh somebody in comedy is like i just wanted to hear a joke i didn't want to hear how the yeah. joke and how you're gonna build it up and how you're gonna do all this um but uh, it's it's that's where I always have a hard time because I always come up with these real weird trippy things. I give them to somebody and then they're, uh, they're like, okay, okay. Now, now what? I'm like, didn't that blow you away? And it's, I need to, I need to <laughs> hang out with game nerds more often. I don't, I, I've never met another game dev in the flesh. So right. once I do, I'm, no, I totally know what you mean. It's, it, there's a certain amount of weirdness that like, you'd like that you could connect yeah. with and like, cause you're going to look at it and see, how do you do that? What is it? You know, it's just like a magician. Right, right, right. I did magic too. And that was the thing. When I would, when I, I would do magic for people, it was different than when I did magic for magicians. And when I did magic for magicians, they would allow themselves to be amazed, but then they're also breaking it all down. Just like you would break down the right, mechanic. Right. Like, how do you do that? Is he using ray casting? Is right. he using this? And, you know, and I always, right. I don't know how I veered off on that, but just letting people see the stuff. Um, I do like that, that people can test, but, I wish there was a better way for me to like broadcast and there would just be a, like a hundred nerds on the line that were ready just to view. I, I kind of use Twitter as that, like, hey, I made this weird thing today. And it's right. like, I'm not much of a devlogger, but I, I really, if I was more like you, I bet I'd be a devlogger. Because, oh. man, you, I. Well, I was going to say, actually, like, I have the same feeling because, like, most of my followers on Twitter, all, all five of them or whatever, are, like, not game developers. They're all, like, just rando people dude that's so, the like, best ever whenever i post i know but when i post like yeah like devlog kind of stuff they're like oh uh yeah no, okay. you, know, like, yeah, cool, but... you made a you made a thing that moves like i don't i don't like you know i my my friend also made a game that you know he sold a thousand copies like what is this like mechanic that you made i don't like get like why is this important <laughs> you know they don't yeah they don't have a sense of like how difficult right. it is or like why it's interesting or unique or, like, that's why i don't and i mean yeah, I don't post on my Facebook but that's, anymore that's fine, though. for the same reason. It's like because everybody's like, because I'm like, hey, this is something I'm really passionate about. This is what I'm doing. Maybe you guys, since you play games all the time, maybe you can play it. And then right. everybody's like, what the hell's going on? What are you a game designer now? <laughs> I thought you were my uncle. You know, it's like it's like so oh, disconnected. <laughs> so Twitter, I throw it out there, and, and and like just like you, I mean, I met you through Twitter, right? That's where, mm-hmm. and uh. Uh, yeah. with all that, I mean, I really dig the people that are not game devs that still like kind of get into it because they're kind of right, poking right. their head in. Usually it's the artists and, uh, the writers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I dig all those people that I, that I get, I, I keep saying dig. That's making me sound like, no, uh, not... am I doing all right with that? I dig it. I, I dig your digging. I right, good. That's good. But yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, 
I don't even know where we're going with that. I keep I keep losing it because I'm all over. I'm excited. I'm, one, I'm excited to be here, Ben. Thank you very much for for even uh, choosing uh, to talk to me about my experience, and we can talk about whatever the well, hell you want. Yeah, I can't remember if I asked you. Did you Did you have anything you wanted to show today? Uh, we, we you know, I can, I can, I can, I can just show you build box and what I, what I, yeah. what I messed. Yeah, with. I'm actually. If, if, I'd, I'd be especially interested if you have the screen share because, like last time, you were showing me on your phone, and it was hard to sort of hard to follow. But yeah, it's um, um, you know what the now this this could be your devlog. Yeah, it could be my devlog. Now, uh, <laughs> where are we screen sharing out of? Are we turning? Uh, Riverside has a um, share with a little monitor icon bottom okay on the on the on the, on the, on the, on the, the computer okay see now this is this is where, this world. is where you're like sean what's going on man you gave you gave me all kinds of heads up you've been more than patient you with... can call your kids over for uh, technical support oh they don't know jack they, my kids you know what i'll tell you what is the biggest <laughs> biggest lie there ever was is when uh People are like, oh, man, I got my own built-in game testers. I got my kids. Boo hiss on that. You you really think <laughs> that, like, uh, it, it's usually the only advice I usually get from, like, my older, from my younger kids is, uh, are you going to have skins? Uh, can we, oh, can we wow. buy things through the game? They always want to buy things through oh, the game and do things right, like that, right. which makes me laugh. Uh, but cause it's like, that's like what you want to hear. Like, can I buy things in this game? But my kids are immediately wanting to spend their money to buy things in the game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what it's that new mentality, which I'll get into this part of, um, with, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock myself out doing this, um, with, with, the generation of gaming and what I'm into and uh, we, I, I can actually, or, okay, real quick. I know where you want to do the screen sharing near it. the end of it or uh, where you, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, cause I can talk about like, we can talk about beginning. I, I know we're probably getting uh, a little longer. I think it'd be, it's sort of like, um, you know, you can watch streamers play games. I think it actually be more fun if you just continue talking with the game up. I can Even if you want to talk about something now else. Now I'm curious how yeah. I'm supposed to, now I, if I, if I go to the, my Riverside, uh, log in here, I should be able to on my computer, I should be able to share with the session, I so. right? I think you'll be like a third you'll be like a third person in the Okay. Yeah, I mean this is like the first time I've actually recorded something in Riverside, so All right. you know we'll see. Alright, and then I'll I'll do what you uh suggested and make sure I have OBS. My crazy idea sharing a screen. It's, man, you're you are just wild as hell. Now I'm out there, yeah. I gotta go um, watch me do this. Okay, so um, man, this looks great. Okay, so um, I got an ultra wide screen here, oh, which is yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, you don't have to make that nuts. small. You can just you can just make the uh, just zoom yeah, in on I the can, on the man. Just, okay, here's what we'll do. Okay. So here's a, a general idea of the uh, the layout. Mm -hmm. So on the left, you have your assets, um, and then uh, we go to our 
our scene right mm-hmm. here in the middle, and then uh, all all of uh, our what they call the outliner. And then as you either select on objects here, you can get position data, things like that. I don't know if you see that or not. But yeah, I, I had a really weird idea with this uh, cat man. I just would we'll just do a scene view reset view here. Okay, there's a. So let's go into. Um, like here's here's a cube. Okay. Now that I, I this is kind of crude for me. Now my coding buddies would probably <laughs> puke if they saw this. Okay. Um, so it's basically this is an object that I have in my game uh, where it is just basically a white box, and once you collide with it, what however it collides, um, you will actually get it to spawn into a set of eight cubes. Oh, so basically uh, it quarters exploded. itself down and really simple. And, and there's, there's, there's actually a node. So I, I'll explain this real quick. Mm-hmm. So when we go inside these objects in my field, every object uh, is basically over here. Uh, let me think here. So objects in my scene, just like in Unity or whatever, they're just uh, basically a object that's going to hold all of your scripts. And these are my scripts. Uh, they call them nodes and mm. uh, in BuildBox. Uh, they're based on JavaScript. So um, not all of them are editable. Some nodes are 3D objects like this one is. Um, mm. And I can basically just select a 3D object, put it in here. So when the idea here is the object starts, if it's in the scene, then it, this will start. Uh, this defines if it's kinematic, you know, if it's dynamic, if it's got no physics whatsoever. Uh, and then I can put in my models and shapes. So right here I have two models, just two cubes. Um, one is black and one is white. Well, actually. Uh, and I inverted one. I inverted one and uh, made it black, so you ah. can't see uh, the front of it. <clears throat> and uh, it's just a simple because I don't have shaders yeah. and things like that. And and Unity. Um, so basically, that's what you get. You get the the object starts and it puts out. It's got the start uh, node. Basically, has all the physical data. This is actually the size of the object. Right now, mm-hmm. this is one by one by one. It's no rotation. It's got, but it also includes friction properties, bounce, uh, mass, and then uh, I can do things like limit the rotation factor and position factors. So if I want the object to move all over, but I don't want it to move in the y direction, I can actually turn right. off the y direction uh, at y axis. And um, so, and I can also say what objects will affect this. So if I have, like in this game, I have a bowling ball or whatever that shoots and I don't want it to affect anything else other than I want this to only basically explode when it's hit with this ball. I say it is affected by the bowling ball, but I have a list of all my other assets that are in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so quickly it starts. Um, this cube, I don't usually use this, but the uh, start node also has a, it used to not have this in the older versions of BuildBox. But uh, there's a collide right here. So basically, it has its own 
what you would call hitbox or uh, what I call it as an if collide. So basically it gives a physical shape to the uh, collision. Right. And over here, my attributes, my collision shape is a cube, just like the object is. Mm -hmm. I can import other meshes and have my, if I want, or I can say, I want this to actually have a, you know, sphere. Right. It, it, so the flow goes start showing off its 3D objects. And then in that start is a collision that says, if you collide with bowling ball, then output here. And then whatever comes, so what I do is immediately, I defeat the object, which basically uh, renders it useless on the screen. Uh, it'll take away the 3D models of it, but then it allows you to uh, run commands after that. I so all I'm doing is over here, uh, it's basically dead. I so it's not visually present. It gets tapped. But it's... Exactly, yeah, okay. so it goes away. Um, and then over here, I'm just spawning eight objects. And all they are is another object you're going to laugh. I mean, this is how I do it. It's, is it a cube? Uh, this is <laughs> small cube. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I, and, and what the small cube, I'll show you here. Basically I'm, I'm spawning like a, a grid of eight objects. And I, all, only thing different is my position offset for where I spawn it. Got it. So I'm spawning it, you know, half this way, half that way up, down, left, right. So I'm just spawning them in place to drop like they're, they just came out of a cube. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the only other uh, uh, thing that happens after this is I have a couple sounds, uh, which, you know, just some silly little uh, bass sounds. Just, I, I put these in there for prototyping reasons. Um, and then uh, I have another sound that I generate somewhere else. That's where... You have, have you also have signal send and signal receive nodes, which are kind of neat. Like so, if something happens here, mm -hmm. and I want to send just a signal, you know, so if I want to say, "Hey, I want to trigger a sound that's in another node or another object," I can put a send here and a receive elsewhere. Okay. To a programmer, they probably freak out on this no, kind of stuff. But I'm not really. Events, I'm not really. Yeah. It's the way it's done, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it's but done. I'm learning better practices. I was really bad with my practices before. I mean, I had some real junky junk going on where I'd look at this and I'd be like, oh my gosh, how'd this thing even run? Just like a coder would look at his code from early games and say, oh, I mean, you get better with visual scripting. You see how to reuse uh, some loops a little bit more rather than just doing one-offs. Like, like this spawn setup I, I there is a node that i have that i can actually set a uh, height and width and how many objects i want in the in the you know uh vertical horizontal basically i can i can basically just spawn an array or a, a grid of of nodes or of uh objects which would be better but i didn't have it and i just drew this up real quick no uh, but right. as far as i see it, i just look uh, at everything as a designer so just the start happens. I'll, I'll go through the start showing the nodes. As soon as it's hit by the bowling ball, then we go defeat and, uh, and defeat. After that, it just triggers a couple sounds and spawns these objects right here, which if I click on that, I know everything looks confusing because everything's a cube, but I'm so used to working with cubes. <laughs> I really do work with a lot with cubes and people laugh at me. 
Like, cause like they're always like, that's what you don't, you know, you don't know what to do, but I really like just, I don't know, making it visually. I mean, it's a cool. nice style choice. Yeah. Uh, games are good. It's, it's, games. it's weird. Um, and I, you know, so really all that happens in this is once it generates those cubes, uh, they're actually dynamic objects that I'm, I'm spawning eight of these cubes. Hmm. I look, I drag in a jump and I'll, I'll, and I have some random values for direction that they'll go. Right. Here's where I get weird. So I did not get weird, but uh, basically I have a um, a timer in here um, that is firing off every point oh five seconds, and um, it when it times out, it's setting a random color. Oh, so these these okay. blocks that it's spawning every point zero five seconds, it's going to spawn. It's going to randomize the color. I don't think it blows up my performance. I've tested this a hundred times. I always think it's going to mess something up. I swear, I'm. you guys are used to Unity and things like that, but I'm kind of walking a razor's edge with everything I do. If you ever notice, I always have a remove. Uh, it's kind of garbage collecting yeah, for yeah. These, these objects to come out. So it comes out, it's got a delay of five seconds. Um, and then I have a one-second color animation that fades it out to transparent, and then I remove it, so right. I don't keep this physical object on my screen. Otherwise, so I have like thousands of objects look. just like falling down into like the exactly. The void. And I can't handle thousands. <laughs> I can barely handle like a hundred objects. Um, I usually have frames per second. I hope my oh sweet. Now, do you see that in yeah, the view yeah. on your screen, or do yeah, I yeah. need to? No, nope, I'll actually in my okay. <clears throat> so, uh, give you an idea here. This is just a prototype scene. And, um, so I, this is a weird one. I had an idea to shoot a bowling ball with a junkyard gun. So I built this gun and everything and, and right inside That's of a awesome. uh, build box. So, uh, it's basically, you click once to aim, uh, you click, you know, it, you aim with first, second, uh, click, and then it shoots on the third. So that, what you see in the middle is, uh, that little voxely looking pin is uh, made up of the big cube assets that I was just messing with over here. Hmm. So this is made of the big cubes. When I hit those, each one of those big cubes is going to break off into eight smaller cubes that are multicolored. If I can make the shot. So this is what you're seeing. Oh, I better hook it in there. So Wait, the hooking was really those cool. cubes coming out. I saw that. Huh? The hooking is really cool as you can sort of... Yeah, it's sort yeah of the like, hooking is something. Yeah. Like when you roll a bowling ball, you're always hoping you can like sort of like get it to go. Exactly. I was wondering like you know, the the bowl kinetics, like uh, like almost like Jedi ish. I'm like, cool. I actually thought about putting a big junkyard magnet on the left and right, and say you were shooting like a, a oh. iron ball, and you're turning them on. I don't know if I'm that cool. This you just tap on each side. Um, I just added a feature. If I can nail it, I might be able to. Where it goes into the is well. There's a sun up in the sky, and if you uh, get it to Easter go up egg. into the sun's keister, uh, he, he shoots it back at you. Uh, mm -hmm. It was wow. definitely, uh, but we won't get too into this, but yeah, I, I won't be. Able, I curved it the wrong way. But as you can see, uh, like, those objects blowing up, and then I got some other explosions and things like that happening. I mean, that's just view, viewing the, the engine. The engine itself, it's pretty cool. Actually, I'll give you a real quick. Um, 
you ever get to that point where you don't know if you should save or not? Like, did I save or have I been messing around with this thing so much? That I, I just, yeah. yeah, you know, you I, never I don't know if I too save much, as. Too much. Don't laugh at all my names. Look, I'm going to name that one uh, Orange Poo Poo at the end. All right. If somebody looks at all my names of my files, because it'll be like suck one, suck two, suck less, suck fix. You know, like I do all wow. these names because I'm like going through. Got a system. Buildbox uh, is different. Like I, I, I honestly don't know how people collaborate and others. I, I'm not not gotten far enough into like. I, I'm just to be honest. Like I haven't got so far into game development that I. I've ever had to collaborate with anybody or work mm. multiple people on one pro- on one file. Buildbox does not allow for that. So everything I do is like save often, save incrementally, and I just keep going, going, going. Uh, but like Buildbox, what they really – I, I'm not going to make this no commercial for Buildbox, but I will say for people that are like me, I'm 44. Um, I started this when I was like 41, 40, and um, I, I like to design things. I'm an inventor. Um, I've like, you know, I, I can invent products. I use a 3d modeler. Uh, I, I use 3d printers. I do stuff. I just make it happen. I'm not a professional at it. I do. I, I am a professional. I have a company where I design products and, uh, create things, but it's because I'm, I've got my way in there. It wasn't because I went to college for it and somebody was like, Oh, you know, show us your credentials. I did it for like 15 years of my life mm-hmm. until I was like, uh, 30 and then I switched gears because I was building ukuleles. I was doing all these engineering things like working with wood and I was curious about everything. So I was like, I I started this job doing building things. And then here's what I'm getting to 40 years old. I look at it. I see game dev as something that I can combine everything that I love. I love music. I love comedy. I love art. I love, um, I mean, I, I love digital art. I love retro games. I love pixel art, uh, fine art, death metal, dubstep, writing music. I you know love building ukuleles. I like making my own tools and um, like different inventions. So in game dev, I can do it all. I can create. I have a whole freaking world that I can create anything and everything I want. Uh, and I see people all the time complaining like, oh, I need a different game engine. And I always heard a poor artist blames his brushes. Mm. I've ha- handed my guitar over to somebody and I would have, you know, a very crappy guitar being young. And I'm like, oh, this sucks so bad. And then somebody like, let me see that. And they're like, you right, know, right, right. licking on it, doing whatever. I'm like, what the hell? And I, that's when I realized a poor artist blames their brushes. It's not that. It's your ability to work with that tool. And so I figured out BuildBox to the point where I really do know the ins and outs. I know I know a lot about the software, more than I probably should. But there's so many unknowns still. And it's like still like even publishing a game like, you know, on uh, mobile and things like that. It's tough for me sometimes because, you know, it's like I'm going over into Android Studio and all this stuff. And when you're a designer and you do all these things, like that is not second nature to you. Like it took me forever to see what they were even doing in Android Studio. Like what is this gibberish? You know, I couldn't understand anything. And then I get lost in, in the world. Now I've like been hardened by you know I, I am learning more <laughs> about uh, coding and programming. And I was very I, I knew nothing, nothing at all, no concepts, nothing. I did not. 
Uh, honestly, when we did this, uh, when you said you were wanting to do this uh, uh, podcast, you know, this interview, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, I'd like to inspire people because I was a very bad student. I, I got horrible grades in math. I didn't do any of that stuff. But then I thought when I was younger, I was very into computers. I was like, you know, playing Wolfenstein and all these things, getting on. I was I was hacking some stuff and putting together devices for hacking payphones. I was like all over the place with just loving technology, but I was not a great student. I didn't care about math. I had friends though that were very smart. They were all top of the class and two of them uh, were very involved in uh, computers. I had a friend even in like 95 was a diehard Commodore uh, 64 person. Diehard. Had a modem had everything you were not supposed to have. Like, I mean, I think at that time, I don't know. I mean, he's carried around a lunchbox Commodore. Was wow. not fashionable. I was not the year. Like, I mean, there was like 386s and 486s were out. Commodore, nobody had messed with them. And like still for like eight, ten years. And so that was my buddy. And uh, he taught me so much nerdy stuff. And I learned about like chip tunes and this and that, all these different things. And then I had another friend. He would stay at my house spend night and he was good at programming and i remember i was like man I, 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 I was really into amiga demos the amiga demo scene which was like i had an amiga 600 and uh i would play these demos from europe that blow my mind with all these graphics and 3d environments mm-hmm. and the music was so great and i had my friend i'm like man can you just like code me a starfield simulation like dots and all night long man he's on basic like oh, wow. just typing it out you know I, I, I downloaded a, like a, a legal version of QBasic, I think it was, because it had an EXE compiler. And I remember he, like, all night long was, like, figuring it out. And here he is, man, like, just dots. I'm asleep on the couch, and he just finally done. <laughs> and, like, I see dots yeah. going across the screen. I thought we were on our way. Wow. I, I wanted to I, – I, but anyway, that, those, were my, I, those were my friends I hung out with. But I didn't understand, like, I didn't even take good algebra. I, I, I was like – Math nine was what I took. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like algebra. And then when I got the algebra, it was pre-algebra. And then I was goofing off and drawing on my desk so much that I didn't figure anything out. So when it came to me being having an interest in making games for all my life and wanting to get involved, I always counted myself out because, like, that's for those guys. That's for those guys. That's for those guys that can program. And that you know, no, it's not. It doesn't mean that that is not a great skill to have, but. And you will get further and you will know more. Like the more I know about uh, different algorithms and concepts and like, you know, uh, like the A star algorithms and things like that. When I start learning that stuff and understanding it, it makes even my visual scripting so much better. So mm-hmm. I do want to tell anybody, if you're one of do games or anything like that, you can like anybody can do anything they want as far as like with the tools. It's just like saying, that, and I see a lot of people frown on no code, but I mean, hmm. it, I, I guess Adobe Photoshop is no paint, right? It, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's, it, that's the only thing. It's like, it's, it's, they're just tools and it's tools to get an idea. Whatever's in your freaking head, can you get it out? And these people are making more and more amazing tools and they're all kind of going to the same thing with, with Unity and their visual scripting. And I'll see so many people poop on it and just say, uh, don't do that. I would definitely say don't do that at the beginning of it when it was very difficult and it was clunky. But I'm telling you what, 
Unity with visual scripting and people saying that it'll make your, your application slower compared to what I'm doing and the scope of games that I'm making, I could probably make the most tangled up mess. Yeah. Unity probably totally. still rock it. And, but you know, I, yeah, you spoke I this before, right? Coming from. Like the, um, um, you said this before, like, um, you were saying like, I, I know I try to like remove garbage collect my, like the, the, particle boxes I create and explosions. Exactly. And I was, I was just saying, like, my experience from programming games is actually, like, game software is just, and computers are just so, so good that it's, like, you think, like, it, oh, this right. is going to be the thing that, like, slows down the game, and it's, like, it never is. The thing that slows down the game is, like, something you never expect. <laughs> exactly. What, what slows it down, like, every game engine probably has a hiccup or whatever. Sometimes with BuildBox, I think their, their sound... Uh, engine sometimes gets a little wonky i mean honestly it's not wonky but when i push it too far and i spawn too many sounds or i create too many things at one time i mean it cuts up and, <laughs> but when i go back and i clean things up and i think things instead of throwing like you know fire off 100 coin sounds at once or something stupid like that you know um i would never do that but i'm just saying like i'll think a little bit more about my sound design big. maybe do a little bit you know, some some work in audacity to clean it up or be creative. Right. It's not really that big of a problem. But I'm saying when I reach a wall like that or when I think it's like because of messy coding, it was just um, or uh, because of a bad engine or uh, limited abilities, it's really you're just overlooking something or these systems all work a little differently. And when right. I use BuildBox, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll throw a logger onto a node. So when it fires off, it's, it, it basically is just a log console. And uh, I'm learning to use that a lot better hmm. uh, as far as like in more creative ways. Just like there's a Unity video about, you know, creative ways to use, you know, the logging console to, you know, uh, debug and find out where, where, where your issues come from. There's in BuildBox, it's the same thing. It's just your style is going to be a little bit different. You know, I have a debug screen when I, I actually. Uh, which is kind of cool when I when I look at my preview, you know, I can just hit debug, and everything is I can see all my collision zones and things like that, right. and then I can see I can see the stuff that didn't go away. I can see stuff that, uh, you know, you sh I I love it when I like was like I shot that cannon in the game a couple days ago when I was playing it, and uh, I shot it and I had just a slight rotation on it, the, the 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 cannon. I mean, really slight. And uh, I shot it, and then I'm sitting there working, and then about five minutes later, I still got my preview up. I see the cannonballs, like, fly by. Like, it just, <laughs> it went on, like, a huge orbit. I don't even know where it went. But I, it's I like was, still whoa, I think still out there. Wow. I'm like, thank God I ran it. I, you know, I would never see it. But I, I, I am learning. Uh, as Your far actions as, have like, consequences. Best practices. Very, very deep. Yeah, exactly. It, you. <laughs> uh, there is, I mean... I, what I do now, uh, and it's I'll I'll run a game when I'm done with a game, I'll run it in preview, and I'll mm. leave it run up on my computer for a couple of days if I can't. Oh, I nice, swear nice. I'll, I'll let it just to know if it. I mean, there's some stuff Memory I'll have that can't run. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, when I when I when I, when I first started doing this, I remember I was like, oh man, ten minutes into the game and I'm crashing. It was just because I was it was sloppy. Things were just laid out there. Things spawn like crazy when I wasn't looking, or you know, or an object was dynamic and just fell, and 
and then it spawned 10,000 times. And I had no idea, you know, it's just little things that you get. I honestly am speaking from this mindset because I have people that contact me all the time and they're always like curious about making games. And mm. I'm like, man, I, I want to tell them like, I don't even know either, but I'm feeling <laughs> like I do know. I mean, it's yeah, just, you do know. Like, I know my, I, I know my way. I know how to come out yeah. from this angle. I'm not saying like, this is my own unique process. I'm just saying like doing it, uh, without, you know, the coding background and having to worry about all that stuff. And really what it is, is you worry about it from a design. What, what effect do you mm-hmm. want to get? And I really, I love working on the juice part and the, the game design and like coming up with the mechanics. Um, I could really care less about the coding. And I know that you guys, especially, I'm, I more and more, I, I'll listen to podcasts. I'll hear these guys like, oh, you know, I would never, I had to write my own system or I can't, I can't, I, hmm. I, they're always wanting to make their own engines and things like that. Yeah. I love it. I love that kind of tenacity for it. But like, I'm like, I got no time. I want to make a game, you know, and it's, uh, right, right, that, right. it's just different viewpoints. We're both wanting the same thing. Just, we both want to approach it differently. We both want to, I want to show off my, the idea with the, the objects that I'm going to show you and the music. And then somebody wants to say, Hey, I want to show you how tight I made this programming, you know, and how, how good the system is beautiful as well. Sorry. That's, I don't know if any of this is good. Or am okay, I, I'm John. just, just, Hey, well, okay. um, I will show you this. This is like, this looks like a childlike program here, but like I said, Buildbox, they, um, they, you know, they push, they, they have like a, a template section. These are templates, and as you can see, they're mostly like hyper casual games. Right. And these are free things. You you they're already included, like an endless runner. You know, run left, run right. You just open it, and then it's ready to go. Basically, you can just study it, and then. But like I said, they're all kind of geared towards the hyper casual. Uh, Do you have a this template like, that you tend to use for Buildbox? I'm. Here's the thing. I don't use any of the built-in things that Buildbox uses. Uh, I don't know if I've ever... At the very beginning, like, this is the Endless Runner, right? And it's like, you open it up. I'll look at these. What I will do, like, this, I'll go into these and I'll nab some assets. <laughs> like, because, you know, I know they're, uh-huh. they're basically open. Uh, like, like, this game looks, you know... I don't really understand it. This, well, I just clicked off of it and blew everything up, but yeah, and then I died. But yeah, I mean, it's just basically um, they give you these templates. I think uh, I don't know. They're not my cup of tea, <laughs> but um, there are some that I'll look in uh, every once in a while. And uh, let me think here. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should be making templates. You probably know way more things far better than the people who develop. That is probably where my wheelhouse would be as far as make. I, I would love to make these like, hey, let's go gaga over the, the, the mechanic. But then, you know, the hard part is creating the, the, the gameplay, hmm. you know, to create, an, uh, to create a whole, you know, uh, there's more to yeah, it. You... That's that's the thing that, that, that works with hyper casuals. It's... Are you hearing my notifications at all? No. Because I'm sounding like you, one of the uh, old... <laughs> That's all right. How do you My kids always make like... fun of the old people on TikTok that, like, record TikTok videos, and you hear their notifications going, they're like, 
dad look right. at this old guy and i'm like that's me brother i i'm <laughs> i'm disconnected but uh here i'll give you a quick instance here real quick okay. uh, they they have this platformer prototype right here it's set up as this one's set up as a 2d world so you can enter 2d worlds or three this is the opening mind map so this start is actually a start of your the whole game right the whole game Okay. This is a UI. What it's doing is it's going from there, and this is where you set up the UI. And uh, that's a UI button, and its function is default, which means it's just going to output right here on the outside, and it's going to mm -hmm. go right into the 2D world. And this is actually set up as 2D, and I couldn't tell you squat about this, but... Um, this is a platformer template that they they put in here. Now they, they're there's they're, they're they're you know like Unity gives you the I don't I don't know how good their like FPS uh, components are and stuff that they give you. This is like some run you know your basic if you're going to make a mobile platform game. Right. This is really what you right. need. Yeah, you know, just like left, right, and jump. Exactly. <laughs> so they give you the basic objects and you just go from there. But uh, beyond that, I mean. What happens, what tends to happen, is there's a bunch of guys that get sold on the dream of making a hyper-casual game. They go in here, they'll grab these templates, and they make minor changes, and then they're up on the App Store. Then there's some guys that get really creative. Uh, but I think it's, the problem is, is they kind of sell people, everybody, you know, the indie game dev's dream, it's like, you all you gotta do is just say, I got a studio, and you have a studio, right? But um, <laughs> some of these guys, they... I, what I realized, you don't have to act out on it. You don't have to, you know, to publish everything, or you know, itch and all that stuff is great. I just never had a uh, a platform that I feel like I could just like export to, like really easy. I can make exes, you know, I can export for Steam and stuff like that. But I mm -hmm. I started messing with the mobile so much that I never kind of went over to that. And I thought about yeah, making yeah. some like real quick little games like for Steam. But uh, you know, I've got a question for you. Go for it, buddy. Like yeah, what do you have like a long term idea of like where you want to be for game development? I know you just recently got into learning Unity. Like, is there something? Yeah, is there thing you you can't so, you, know, you can't do with Buildbox that you want to do with Unity? Uh, well, uh, VR. I would like to oh. <laughs> work with some VR concepts. Um, the other thing is, I, I like the idea of like you know even exporting for web and things like that. Um, just you know, make something small. You know. I'd like to do more commercial projects, like while I'm doing, um, like, I mean, really, I'm just, I'm farting around, building my skills, putting out some, like, projects that people can test and play, and they're really just a, a test for me, and since mm -hmm. I can export to mobile, and, like, they're playable, and they're good, and or, you know, they're fun, or I enjoy them, I've been doing them, but um, I would like to do, uh, like, I'd like to do a little more graphic intense stuff um, I feel like even though I can I can do something I mean as you see this game wizard and it's showing you know, I guess it's cool you know you got the 3D style but it's definitely you know how like when you see a game engine sometimes you can say that's made in this game engine you know and you kind of see yeah. which is totally Unreal Engine has that it, for sure it, it, it does and it, but you know and, and that it almost has it like and I Sometimes, uh, and it's sometimes it's hard to break that, uh, 
that stereotype of your engine because you right. you open it up, you have all the same tools, you know the the default palettes, you know unless you want to go in and make your own palette. So everybody ends up kind of similar looking stuff, similar lighting settings, things like that. Um, I really love the idea of like shaders and things like that and Unity. Mm. Um, also, just like when I have ideas like, oh, you know what? I'd like to just show the wireframe of this model. I'd like to be able to do stuff like that. I can't do things like that. So uh, I know that they're always working on BuildBox. Really, I'm using BuildBox uh, kind of beyond what it's made for. You know, it, it was made for doing like color switch and things like that. And it's like amazing that it's doing such, it can do 3D the way it does. Um, but uh, I, it sometimes... I, I mean, honestly, every time I try to think like, oh, well, I, I need to move to Unity because I was working on this last prototype thinking I'll just do the prototype real quick. And then when I really want to get crazy, like hooking the ball and do this and do that, I'll just go to Unity and really start fleshing this out. Right. And then I end up doing everything like I think it might have took me like a total of like eight hours to make what I made well, with that. So right now I have the mechanic that's a base of a game. That whole game was like a, uh, it's a, going to be like junkyard bowling or whatever, unless I change a the theme or whatever. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I want, you know, I'm, I already got a scene set up. It's working. Now I just got to come up with, you know, I'm just going to do frames or whatever. I, it is going to be more of a casual style. So instead of like three stars, you get like a gutter ball, a spare or a strike, you know what I mean? For each level. Oh, nice. Just trying That's to mix nice. it up. Yeah. But uh, I would love to see something like that game done in VR, you know, where you, you're sitting yeah, in the yeah. cockpit and, and, you know, boom, boom, you're shooting this giant object across the canyon. I like those kind of things. I like the, I, I really get into like the juice and the feel of games. I, and that's yeah. really where uh, Unity shines. And me, I'm always like, I just find new ways to like, explode cubes you know and find right, right. and make them sparkle well, different ways but to what you're talking about i actually um my friend invited me to like a vr chat which is like a vr game vr chat world right. and for vr chat worlds you basically there's like an extension or plugin for unity where you can just basically create a common space for people to like warp into okay. and chat in three space like big screen and so someone had actually like what Big, uh, what is it? Big screen? Is that one of the apps that you go in for a meeting? Oh, place no, I'm not sure. VR? Okay, go ahead. I don't know sorry. that one. Um, but that, that's all right. Anyway, um, and this one, it actually, it was like a lawn. It was sort of like a lawn, they call that a uh, little like hammer uh, game with the little gates. The balls go to oh, the gates. Oh, uh, cricket? Um, is that cricket? Cricket. Or, no, 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 wait, no, wait. People. Or croquet? <laughs> wait. Okay, I, I was just saying, cricket fans okay. are going to hate us for <laughs> suggesting that it's, that's cricket. That was small, anyway, uh, yeah. Those for those uh, sorry, it, it wasn't croquet. It was it was actually not croquet. It was um, it was a tower defense game. There was okay. like, a common tower defense game. You can just like warp in this world with your friends, chat while you all sort of play this like tower defense game together. And this just like you, you talking about the junkyard uh, bowling. just sort of reminded me of that. That it's like there's actually like a really special element of like people casually socially playing a game together in a 3d space i think that like hasn't right, been I, explored very much i would love to that, that's where i'd really like that's when i'm doing man, i'd like to work on a team with some people and like you know talk about some ideas contribute some things and 
just build some far out projects. VR is so, especially with the indie, uh, the indie stuff on VR, it's like there's so much, and it's it's you know like Gorilla Tag and all the stuff that came out, and right, uh, right. just really great games. And I'm thinking like when I realized, I swear when I realized you could do VR with Unity, I was like, holy crap! So, I, uh, and when I looked at, it, I thought, okay, it's gonna be totally unreachable. And then I see these people like doing visual scripting with uh, VR and I'm like, well, it's probably limited. And I look and it's like, here's how to do visual scripting, multiplayer, VR, da, 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 everything. It's, there's wow. there's no reason, there's no excuse not to like at least jump into it uh, even if you don't have the programming skills. If, if that's what you want, if that's a product you want to do, start chipping away and doing it. So that's, right. eventually that's probably where I'm going to be. We'll see. But, um, cool. I just looking. I, I look forward to using more tools. I think I'm kind of like squeezing this sponge out a little bit, you know, like as far as <laughs> with, with my game engine. And, and like I, I, sometimes it's like uh, I have some difficulties with it. Um, you know, when I make an object in uh, Blender and I'm exporting and things like, it's kind of hard for me to get. I mean, you can get it unwrapping objects and trying to create PNG um, uh, textures and things like that. I hate doing all those steps that yeah. I had to do uh, and rather than just dragging them in, you know, and, and there's so much more of, it's probably where my attraction to uh, unity comes to is like the amount of assets and tools. And I see so many, like when I'm like, man, I want to make a word game. And I'm like, but I'm gonna have to make a dictionary on my own, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to have to do it because those things aren't really done. I, yeah. I don't have an on-screen keyboard, so I'm starting to get limited on my uh, my tools. But does it's not going to limit my creativity on it. So right. I'm going to keep coming out with some creative concepts. No, I feel like I uh, over. on the contrary, I feel like you've like really demonstrated that like constraints are actually like I don't know spurn or like kind of like make you more creative or like that's what I've heard from a lot of people over the years is like constraints are like a, a mechanism or like a a benefit or like a uh, structure for create for being yeah. creative like having a having that's all a specific, that's all yeah that's all design is is uh with the, i think was the definitions like working with constraints mm-hmm. which is weird and that's and you just work around it and you make something amazing with what you got i mean there's people out there making guitars with hubcaps and and you know fishing line and I, <laughs> right. they do some weird stuff and they make <laughs> right, it happen right. they work with the constraints that they have and uh you know you can't make a game with a powerful tool. I mean, and make it successful, then uh, or or make it work. Then you know you you don't want to make a game because there's so many free tools. There's so many. Uh, uh, I mean, there's even even when build. I, I will say this: Buildbox. Like I'm not even poo pooing on them. I love Buildbox. I since I started messing with it. I've gotten to know all the the, uh, the people that work there, uh, you know, the support, wow. uh, some of the, 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 the main, I guess, I don't know, SEO or SEO, CEO, um, right. or whoever's, uh, they, they always have people on the board and overseeing projects and everything. I mean, they'll even reach out to me sometimes and uh, ask me things uh, about the product because I use it so much. I've poked on it so much and I've blown it up more than anybody I think else has. And uh, wow. I walk myself through the problems, and I, I mean they've had hiccups, but they've always been really supportive. And 
They've, I mean, they've been cool with me. They, they, they got me a little Billbox Superstars group. Makes me feel special. I'm, I, it does because uh, they, uh, they ask for a superstar. Uh, well, I, I, uh, let's see. They have like uh, in Twitter. They just have a group of like some of the the developers that are actually making things oh. or content creators. So I and, you know, they kind of like give attaboys here and there. It's uh, everybody's kind of growing up and like starting to really make stuff and um so they're there's they're trying to uh cast a little more light on some of their creators and then they always they, they featured one of my games one time so it was kind of neat opening up the software and oh, nice. seeing my game inside the engine you know being advertised i was like hey that's cool um but uh it, it is and it's growing and honestly i i have a friend who uh is in transylvania uh and i met on like two or three years ago on, you know, I was like, will you help me? You know, like kind of thing. And, and he was super helpful. His name's Vlad. And, uh, he reached out to me and, uh, uh, just kept reaching out to me and wanting to help me and coach me. And I'm like, does this guy work for build box? And, uh, <laughs> he, but he is, uh, he's a genius. And like, they, they, they actually, he's always in good talking about all the latest features coming out. He said, he's a QA guy. So, He's he mm. personally will send them QA, you know, anything he finds, bugs, and he documents them very well. And uh, if he sees anything, he fixes it for me. You know, if, if they release something, there might be an issue with a node. He'll say, "Hey, oh, use nice. this node instead." <laughs> he's always, I know there there's there's been some hiccups that make me wonder, but they're they're I guess they're just young and growing, but they've really come mm. out with, with a good product. Uh, it really helps. It helps me get my ideas out, and and you know. So uh, I kind of look forward to whatever the next steps are. It might be with Billbox, uh, but uh, I know that uh, apparently they got some things on the horizon with uh, in, a per, uh, performance enhancements, you know, imp- improvements. Mm. And well, but I haven't heard much. I'm looking forward to it. I feel the same way about you. <laughs> Bill, thanks. Looking Am forward to see uh, what comes out of Snazberry Games. Hey, um, I, I got, we got some stuff. I, I, I really do. Uh, <laughs> I hope I can get. I'm, I'm gonna try to get a little bit more titles out. And uh, you know, I kind of took a step back from like Twitter. I was always on Twitter, just goofing off, just posting like, "Hey, doing mm-hmm. this, doing this, doing this." But uh, beyond that, I got a full-time job, and I got a wife, and I got a family, right. and everything like that. And I always like try to be like uh, intentional with my time. So when I'm doing something, I like sounds horrible, but I needed to like get me to my goal, and not just make me money or whatever, but like get me to the goal where I need to be a place where um, I can start being an expert in my field, so I can start attracting more offers. Um, in this mm-hmm. field and, and create a little more attention. Uh, so that's what I'm kind of working on. So I got about three things that I'll be putting out probably within the next like two or three weeks. That that wow. should be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, All right. Definitely um, the junkyard cannon's going to be in there. Right, right, right. You know what I do want to talk about? What? Juice. <laughs> juice. What kind of juice? Just juice? game juice. juice. I'll tell you what, I realized this, and I kind of came up with it like over the past day. It's almost like everything you do in a game, if you want to make it feel juicy, it's like you just take whatever the human experience is and amplify it, you know, 
to the greatest degree. It's like, you know, people don't want to see a flash. They want to see a lightning bolt, you know, and they don't mm. want to see it just like light up the area. Like they want to see the whole sky go dark, everything flash. They want to see it, feel it shake. They want to see the water tremble like a T-Rex mm. as well. You know, it's like all these big gestures when you do them all, it just makes your game so juicy. And like, um, that's what I keep thinking about with this little gun game. You know, it's like shooting the gun. And I'm like, what can I do now? I'm like, it needs recoil. You know, and I'm like, it needs recoil the barrel. It needs recoil the whole, you know, I need to put it on wheels so it can roll back for a second. I need screen shake. And then, you know, it's like, like when somebody jumps off something and lands on the ground, it's like you want them to land in a powerful position. But then you want them to land like Neo does and like wreck the ground below it and cause a shock wave going across. You know, it's like all these different things mm -hmm. that you can keep adding, keep adding. And they're so beyond, but I guess that's what people want to experience. You know, it's they want to feel. Yeah. I, I wish I wish there was a haptic feedback would just shock the shit out of people. That would be so great. <laughs> and I think, but. You mean anyway. literally shock people? Yeah. Like just like a, a good shot, just a good zap. Like a. <laughs> They have that Pavlock, that that watch you can buy. Have you ever seen that? It's on Kickstarter. No. It used to be. Yeah. It's like a watch you can get, and uh, you know, it's a smart watch. I don't know. It's like it just looks like a block on your wrist to me, but it just shocks you. Like gives you. A, I guess it's supposed to be like a flick or a pinch. So you mm -hmm. wear it when you go to bed, and it shocks you a little bit to wake up. Or I think uh, some okay, people okay. Um, have modified it. I think, or they were. I don't know. If there's a hubbub about, it, but modified it to work with like. Uh, like doing the Oculus, so for, as part of oh, the haptic wow. feedback, I, I, I guess okay, you can okay. minimize, so you can give yourself like a haptic. I'm, I'm like, man, it'd be so great if they just gave you like two bare contacts on your phone, just give you a little stun gunner. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I want the like un a, like you know tinkered uh, shock watch on my wrist. <laughs> like, yeah, I, someone like you know, different strokes, different <laughs> folks. We have different backgrounds. Yeah. Or I don't know. I just, I just yeah. mean like, 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 hey, I like totally like took this thing beyond its like, you know, like totally disabled the safety limits. Let's let's play around with this thing. I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere near that. I get that. No, yeah. 100%. I don't know. Different hey, strokes. Yeah. I don't know how they. It's all said, but yeah, that, you know, I just, I guess we didn't really talk about juice. I think I'm just excited about juice. Well, you know, we'll really got me. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. grabbed some. How long are these episodes going to be? I don't know, as long as I go. Well, all right. Well, piece me together. Make me look good. Ask me for other okay. things. I'm just kidding. Not make me look good. I'll no, use some, I'll use some snap filters and uh, maybe like this <laughs> yeah, uh, make, long yeah. long hair head. and uh, little makeup. And That's exactly what you need to do. You can do we'll it. Photoshop out the I door behind wore you a wig. and put you on a beach. I would like it. I'll deal with it. I don't know if my background has anything offensive in it. I really had to like no, figure out a way. So. Also, my eyes are effed. So if I'm sitting here and I'm squinting, I look I like tell. I'm going like, to eat somebody's face off. Like uh, <laughs> That's not me wanting Just to eat somebody's Sean. face off. Just, that's Sean, you old face-eating Sean. That's what they used to call me. Hey, I like that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, if you have any, if you have any other things or whatever, we'll... I'm sorry, I'm always all yeah. over the place. That's how no, I. No, it's good. It's good.